started on the new daf. We're starting at the Mishnah at the bottom of the page on Kuf Memches Ahmed Beis. Mona Adam is is Orchav ves Papirosav Bifiv. A person is allowed to let's say he has guests on Shabbos. Okay, in the olden days before COVID, people had guests. So <laughs> I don't know if you heard of such a time, but there was such a time in history where there was something called guests. And uh, somebody needs to keep track, you know, how many tables settings to put out. So he's allowed to count by mouth how many guests he has to be able to set the table or how many desserts does he need prepared. Um, he can't have it previously written from before Shabbos and read it off the paper. Okay, we'll see why not. Another halacha, Mapis Adam Beso. Let's say, you know, in some families there's certain things that people really like badly. Like, I don't know, in the Cholent, somebody who likes the marrow bone. And, uh, but there isn't enough marrow bones to go around to everybody in the family. So there would be a lottery. I'm thinking of it, a number. And you're allowed to do that with your family members um, to give out portions or who gets it first, who gets the portion first. We'll see more about that in the Gemara. And that you're allowed to do with your household members on the table, as long as Ovalvad, right? So, Mapis Adam Im Be'onavim B'nei Beisro Ala Shulchan Be'olvad, Ovalvad Shulay Iskavan Lassos G'mana G'dolom K'negin Manaktanim. What you have to be careful with is making a a difference in sizes. If it's just who gets first, that's okay, but if it's making um, somebody's going to get a bigger portion versus a smaller portion, so then that would be an issue. We'll see more about this in the Gemara. And the last thing is Matilin Chalashin, which is also basically doing a lottery ala kachim, piyamtif avalo alamanos. On the kachim between the kohanim you could do, but on the portions not. Well, Gemara will explain all these different things and what is exactly the concern with doing this lottery. So we'll get to that in the Gemara. So first things first. What's wrong with the whole thing of reading? Why can't you have a guest list on, on your, for, your get, for your table on Shabbos? That you're reading off to see who's coming. So my time. So Rabbi Viamar, the reason why is because all of a sudden you like you realize that you don't have enough table settings. So you're gonna you're gonna sort of uh, say, oh, let's cut cut this person off the list. You, know, you have to sort of whittle down the guest list because you don't have enough to to go around. And uh, you may come to scratch out because you don't want to include to invite this person, so that's uh, that's one concern. By this is like a, a fine line between this and reading, basically business calculations because it's uh, it sounds it's very similar. So my benai, what is the practical difference between these two reasons? Whether it, you might come to scratch out and erase, or you might come to. Uh, read something that's inappropriate to read, a business-related de- uh, document, you know, your uh, balance sheets, okay? So, my benayu, the difference is, the cost of a coastal, what if it's written on the wall, umidli, and it's written high up on the wall? So, uh, the concern that you may come to erase it is very le- very unlikely because it's high up, how are you going to erase it? Okay, you're not going to be able to reach it. You're not going to climb a ladder to scratch off. Okay, so 
And if it's a concern, or maybe you'll read it, the Chayshinan, Olamadir um, Hashem uh, Yikra, Chayshinan, it's still a concern of reading because this is reading this and reading other things you might come to read. So the Gemara says, still, even according to the opinion that says the concern is because maybe you're going to come to erase, why are we afraid of the other concern as well? So the Gemara says, that's one question. Even if it's high up, we should still be choshish for Shem Yimchok, even though it's not practical to erase, because when the rabbis make their law, they don't make distinctions in like, oh, I, I, it's hard for me to erase that. But Tanya, the Bryce says, you're not allowed to read by candlelight on, on, on Shabbos, because right, you might tilt the candle. Even if it's very high up, so it's not practical to adjust the light, it's still the same problem. Okay, it doesn't matter this, the, that it's not practical to turn the light. The bottom line is, once the rabbi said the rule of not doing, it, 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 it doesn't matter what the detail. Even if it's 10 stories, one on top of the other, you can't, still can't read it. In other words, the rule of not reading by candlelight is across the board. Okay, that's the idea. So, the cause of a kosel, the case over here is, the practical difference between the two answers is that it was written on the wall, and it's written low down, where you could erase it. Because you could easily erase it. Why? Because a wall is different than a document. I'm not looking on a piece of paper that's, that's business-y. It's, a, it's a, what's written on the wall, so there's no concern. The concern of scratching is there, of erasing the name. But I'm not worried that I'm going to transpose that to reading the finance section of the newspaper. Okay. Why isn't the position that says that maybe you'll read worried that, about erasing? I mean, those both, they're both valid points. So Allah Ikabina, the practical difference between the two answers is the Chayika Tavla. It wasn't actually written, it was etched in in a tablet. So a question of erasure, Lochashinan, because it's very you can't erase it. The only way is to really scrape off the etching. Okay, you can't it's not, not a practical thing to do. You can't just, you know, scribble it up. And the Mandir Mashim Yikra and the opinion of reading. Chashinin is still concerned because it's similar to a, to to reading a document. Again, we're still bothered. Why isn't worried about the reading concern? Maybe say, well, it's a tablet. This is a well, that's different than a than a document. They're not they're not going to transpose from one to the other. But Vatanya Mona Adam Kama Kama Mibefnim Kama Buchutz Bekama Manos Asilaniach Lefneim. You're allowed to count um, uh, how many is going to be inside, how many is outside, how many portions I'm going to have to place before them. All those countings I'm allowed to do. Miksav shall gabe kosel. If it's written on the wall, avalo miksav shall gabe tablet. But not if it's written on a tablet or pinkus. So what do you see? That a tablet and pinkus is different than a wall. The wall is really talking no concern. But on a on the the on on a thing that's something that you hold in your hand, even if it's actually a solid thing that's etched in, it doesn't matter. So it was regular written with ink on it. So must have been etched in. Um, is okay. So you see, tablo pinkas is interchangeable. 
at least from this source, with the Rishtari Adyotos. So therefore, you're right. We wrote it on the wall, and it's high up on the wall. So it's, I cannot practically erase it. What about Rabbi's question that once something's Asr, it doesn't matter how high it is, it's the same Asr? The Rabbi Tanayi, that happens to be a Machlokas Tanam, whether that's true or not. This idea of when the rabbis make a does that xera continue on? Or is it something that stays the way it does it? Or, or is it only in the practical concern when there's actually a chashash? Is machlokas tanoim, ditanya. The price says, A person can count his guests and his desserts by mouth and not from what's written in front of him. And Rav Acha Matir Miksav Shal Gabir Kosli says, if it's written on the wall, it is allowed. Now, what's the case? If it's written low down on the wall, of course, I can erase it on the wall as much as I can erase it on a piece of paper. The cause of a midli must be written high up. So you see, there's a machlok stanoim, whether we make the gzera in that case when it's high up, and that's the bottom line. There's a, 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 there's a opposing view. This machlokas tanoim is matched with a different machlokas tanoim elsewhere. The time of the Baisa says, You're not allowed to look. Okay, practical halachic question. You're not allowed to look in the mirror on Shabbos. Okay? Rabbi Meir, Matir, okay. <laughs> All right, don't jump to conclusions here. It, uh, that you weren't over an Isser every Shabbos when you're fixing your diet. We'll see what we're talking about. A mirror on the wall, that is okay. It's a mirror, it's the hand mirror that's problematic. Okay? Why not? What's the difference? What's the difference if it's attached on the wall? Because by that time, you'll remember. Um, so even if it's not set on the wall, by the time you get what's going, let's clarify what's going on over here. So what's going on is this: What if you look in a mirror and, and you say, "Notice, oh my goodness, I gave myself my haircut because it's COVID, and it's like uneven." You can be tempted to go fix your hair and cut it. You're not allowed to give yourself a haircut or cut hair on Shabbos. That's an iser. That's an iser Torah. So now what am I? Getting? It's gaziza. So my question, so that's where there's a real concern, and that's why don't don't look in the mirror. You don't know how you're looking. You may look ridiculous, but that's okay. At least, at least you're not transgressing a Torah law. Okay, so that's the concern of looking in the mirror. Now, why is it an advantage of the mirrors on the wall? Because in the mirrors we're stuck where it is. I don't have a scissor in my hand when I'm looking in the mirror. What am I going to do? Go run to get a scissors? Ah, by that time I say, oh, I can't give it coming here. It's Shabbos, and I have a, it's a reminder. And what if the mirror is in my hand? I still have to go uh, and go find the scissors. Isn't that in itself going to be a reminder? Because where am I carrying the mirror? Okay, So the Gemara says, you're right. We're talking about a metal mirror, specific, very specific type of mirror that actually doubles up as a blade. So if it's a mirror, it's a mirror. He sees a loose hair, and he can use it as a blade to just cut the loose hair on the spot. You don't even need to think. That's why it's a concern. Okay.
Very interesting. Tanrabanan, again, so the, the Isser is extremely limited, and that's why most of our mirrors are not made out of metal blades that you can actually use as a knife, and therefore, Baruch Hashem, you can look in a mirror. Okay, now, Tanrabanan, Rabbi, is learning Kosov HaMahalach, Tachas, Hatsura. I'm sorry, Ksav HaMahalach, Tachas, Hatsura, Vesachas, Haduknoos, also the cross of Shabbos. A very interesting halacha here. If you have a picture, and on the picture, underneath the picture, there's writing, you know, that makes a description of these pictures. That is, also the cross of Shabbos. You're not allowed to read those, the, the description on Shabbos. Udiyok na atzma, and the making of a form, af let's talk about even during the week, not the making, but the, the form itself, or whatever it is, like some artwork or things like that, these things, let's talk about, you're not allowed to look during the week. You're not allowed to turn towards the elilim. Now, what do you see in that line, anything about looking at a statue or something? So what does that mean? So, which means, uh, the those idols that you make yourself from your heart, whatever, um, those are called, um, that, that's what you're not allowed to make. So things that you, uh, invest, so that's, uh, that's generally not something that you're supposed to look at. Okay, so I don't know how this comes out in practical halacha. Um, I remember hearing as a kid that you're not allowed to read, based on this, you're not allowed to read uh, the jokes because it also has a picture with a caption. Whether is that included in this iser, and what is wrong with it in the first place? So Rashi just says that there's a fear that you might read Shtari Yotos. It's going to lead to reading, um, and and Rashi says it's talking about things that are describing the painting on the wall. It's um, like a, you know like oh what like what is what is being depicted here? Oh this is. There he gives an example. This is David fighting David, fighting Goliath, David and Goliath, and they write a whole, um, or this is this and this animal. Anyway, it leads to reading certain uh, in, uh, inappropriate readings, and that's the concern. All right. Next thing. Mapis Adam and This is going back to the lottery situation. And in Bnei Banov, in Bnei Beso, in Vim Acher, lo. So it sounds like that this idea of making a lottery in your house is only limited to your household. Because that's why we gave it as an example. If there's others that are there in, you know, guests, that would be problematic. When you have members of a group that are particular on each other, Meaning, if they're not uh, all loving to each other, then they get kind of jealous. And then they say, hey, wait a second, he got a bigger portion yesterday, I need a bigger portion. So there's a concern that you're going to come to measure, and that is problematic. And it's also like borrowing, and like, okay, this meal, you get this big piece. Bottom line is, if there's a hakbada between the group, then that's problematic. And that's what we're saying, limited to the household, where there's less of a concern. Because uh, hopefully in the household members, they're mochal and mevater to each other because hopefully they like each other. It's not a given, by the way. Okay. Um, 
they corrected and like the words of Hillel, there's another concern of, of overcharging, okay? Um, that uh, lending out loaves may be a question of ribis, if that's the issue. Now, the question is, if we're talking about the, these concerns, isn't it a concern with the household members as well? Um, ribis is not allowed to nobody. So what's going on? So Gemara says, So time with Rav Rav. It's based on the din of Rav Yudam, the name of Rav. Rav Yudam Rav. Father has a, a teenager and he's trying to educate his kids so uh, to have a better sense of money. And the kid wants something. Obviously, the father pays for everything that the kid has. Okay, the parents are paying no matter what. But you want the kid to learn the importance of paying your debts and time. So, okay, so you make a loan and he earns whatever it is to his allowance to pay it back. If he doesn't pay in a month's time, so then it starts accruing interest. Now, obviously, it's not real interest because all the money is coming from one pocket to the other because you're giving them the allowance and then he pays you, but he's paying you interest. But for educational purposes, that's perfectly allowed because he's going to learn to have a better sense of how to deal with money. And that's what it's saying here. So, motor lahalvas So, the members of your household be ribis imon tam ribis. You should feel the the bitter taste of having to pay interest. if that's true, nami. So, what about a large versus small? It's the same concern. So, the says, you're right. Let's now we'll fill in the blanks. Even if one's getting a bigger portion, one's getting a smaller portion, in the household members, it doesn't matter. My time is Rabbi Yudah because of like Rabbi Yudah who basically says that the person can lend with interest. Okay, you know, the kids should learn these things. They should experience what it, what it means. Okay? Um, why is it only household members? That's like reviewed in the name of Shmuel, which is that we're afraid of um, that they're going to start calculating to the details. Wait, I got this amount, and that's measuring, and that's also prohibited on Shabbos. Um, now, um, and when it comes to Weekday, let's say it's a regular weekday meal, and you're and you're making a lottery. Who gets the, who gets the bigger piece or the 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 the, the bigger steak, whatever that is not allowed to do because it leads it's kind of leads to gambling because everybody's uh, basically chipping in and whatever. And there's a system, but the bottom line is that's a, it's an asmachta, which we know asmachta lokanya that the person expects to win, and that's why he bet that. Anyway, the bottom line is it's betting, which is its own halachic problem. It's kubya, which is dice, and that's the story. Matilin chaloshin, we mentioned, is also a goro, uh, and you're allowed to be matil chaloshin. That was the Mishnah said that matilin uh, chaloshin on kachim, but not on manos. We didn't know what that meant, so now we're going to explain. What is, first of all, the lashon of chaloshin, unusual, it means a lottery, but where do we get the term? And what does it mean, not on the portions? So Rav Yaakov, Rav Yaakov, if it's a weekday carbon and I want to divide it up on yomtif, that's what's not allowed to 
basically do the lottery. Pshita is not obvious. Gemara says not so obvious. Very interesting thing. Kohanim are known based on this pasuk that they are more argumentative by nature. Okay, um, it's an interesting thing. There are exceptions. I'm not saying, but they have a, a, a tendency to be more argumentative. It's in their bones, and therefore to avoid fights. Sometimes the only way to settle it is with the lottery. It's like, I'm not, you know, otherwise you would say, well, it's not fair. Um, I had a coin in my class. He was, uh, <laughs> and he, I remember in fifth grade, the, the Rebbe called him the head of the Miss Onanim Committee, the complaint department. Anyway, that's a natural, it, it is a midah. But the bottom line is, can we read the coin? It's a puzzle. Um, anyway, the bottom line is, therefore, there's a value to having it done with some form of a lottery. This way, there's not going to be fights. It's, it's avoiding fights, and there's a value to that because, it, you know, you, want, you don't want people fighting. So, therefore, maybe we should allow the dividing up of even a weekday carbon on, on Shabbos. Um, and that, that, we, that that much is not allowed. From Rav Yaakov, Bas Yaakov, once we're quoting him, the, this Rav Yaakov, the son of Bas Yaakov, he said another halacha. If somebody is a cause of someone else's punishment, then he is not going to be accepted in God's presence. Okay? So, where do we know this from? So this is an interesting halacha. Where, case, where do you find this from? So you learn, Hashem said, Who's going to convince Achav to go out to war? Vayal and he'll go up. Vayipol b'ramos gilad and he'll fall in ramos gilad because that's the way. That was the way that we were hoping to get Achav to be punished to die, and he needs to be not afraid to go out to war. Vayomer zebekov zebekov. So the different zemer bekov. There were different spirits in God's entourage who were giving different advice. Vayetzir ruach vayamel of neshem. There was one spirit that came before Hashem. Vayomer ani afatenu. I know how I'll convince. Vayomer, uh, he said, I'm going to go in into all of his, he listens to the prophets of Baal, I'm going to actually give them an experience of a prophecy, I'm going to go in their dreams, and I'm going to give them a, 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 a prophecy that they're going to win the war, and they should go fight. Vayomer, and Hashem said, you, you will um, convince them, and you'll be able to, Seba say, go out and do it. Now the word say is extra. Uh, First of all, which is this ruach? Novos the Israeli was the one who had this vineyard that was right near Achav's uh, portion. And uh, Achav really desired, he covered it. And um, he said, no, I'm not, it's not for sale. It's mine. I'm not willing to give it up. And Achav... Uh, basically figured out a way to get it. They hired false witnesses, and they basically, in the end, he lost everything and he died. And he really wanted revenge, and this is his way of getting revenge. So might say, what is Hashem saying? Go out. Amarav, yeah, yeah, great idea, but um, goodbye. I'm not seeing you anymore. You're not allowed in Hashem's presence anymore. Um, but So it sounds like, because why? Because he was the cause of down, downfall of Achav. As bad as Achav was, bottom line is, you caused him the pain, and you're not invited to Hashem's presence. The verse says, there's other reasons why. Somebody who speaks falsehoods, 
is not accepted in God's presence, and that, that's what he's going to be doing. He's speaking falsehoods. So that's why. So that doesn't prove anything. So there's another basis. So this is a pasuk talking about Nebuchadnezzar and Sidkiyo. And Nebuchadnezzar um, suffered a tremendous embarrassment by the hand of Sidkiyahu. And, uh, right, Sabbat HaKlom Mikavod Zed Nebuchadnezzar. And Shisei Gamata Ve'arel Zed Tzidkiah suffered from the fact that he was the cause of Nebuchadnezzar's embarrassment. We'll see the case shortly. Um, so the Gemara says, that's, and, and that you see, because Tzidkiah caused his embarrassment, that's why Tzidkiah had a punishment. So the Gemara says, Chada, first of all, that's not true. Tikulik Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, the whole Pasuk is only referring to Nebuchadnezzar in the Pasuk, the Shtei Gam Ato is referring to Nebuchadnezzar, not Tzidkiyo. Ve'od, Tzidkiyo Tzadika. Tzidkiyo was a Tzadik. What do you want him to do? He wasn't, the shame is when you're the cause of somebody's embarrassment, that's fine. But if it just happened that Hashem caused a miracle to cause somebody's shame in your honor, that's nothing, that's nothing on you. And that's exactly what happened. So, Mayavale this is basically the, the background of the story, what the Pasuk is referring to. When that Russia wanted to do this terrible thing, embarrassing thing to this Tzadik, so that's what they, he suffered a very embarrassing thing. We'll see more in a second. So that doesn't prove anything. There's a third, another Pasuk. Punishment coming from a Tzadik is also no good. What does it mean? Um, meaning, if you, as a tzaddik, caused justice that this person should suffer, that's lotov on the tzaddik. And what does it mean, lotov? In lotov, elora. Lotov means bad. And what is bad? You're not a god that desires rituals. Lo yigorcha ra. Ra doesn't dwell next to you. That's what it's saying. Tzaddik Hashem, you are a tzaddik Hashem. That's what it means. Now, that is the answer. We're going to see in a second, the, the, I'm going to get to in the Gemara, what exactly was the embarrassing thing. The Gemara is going to speak it out. First of all, we use the word halashim to describe the, the, this pura, this lottery. Where do you see the word halashim describing a lottery? The post says, Hilel ben Shachar, Nigdas la'aretz cholish al goyim. So that word is referring to a a a lottery. That's what the pasuk in Yeshaya is talking about. Now, Amar Rabbi Baruchuna, Malamed. What happened? So this is the story. This is what Nebuchadnezzar used to do. Malamed. Shahaya matil por al gedolim malchus. All the great kings. Nebuchadnezzar, of course, was a king of kings. He had, he had control of, of everyone. Okay? And he made a, 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 a lottery, al-Gdoli Malchus, on all the great people of the kingdom. Basically, he would sodomize um, every, every, um, every one of them. Rashi doesn't give that is exactly what happened. He would spill his semen over the person, like as an embarrassment. Okay? Um, all the nations, all the kings of the, of the all the nations. So Amar Amar that they were that the embarrassing thing that Nebuchadnezzar was doing to them 
stopped. And when he was the, the leader of Nebuchadnezzar, nobody was smiling. Up until that moment, there was no uh, joy because it was uh, terribly embarrassing. He was really mortifying to all the other kings. Okay? Um, anyway, we'll see soon what, what happened by Tzidkiyahu. Now, you're not even allowed to be in the house of Nebuchadnezzar's house. The demons dance there. And uh, you know that the, and that's the part of his punishment. And the, the, the one who stay away from uh, by people being there, that actually keeps the demons away. So therefore, by you not going, so then the demons will remain there, and that's what should be there. Here's what happened. When he wanted to do the same thing, he wanted to basically sodomize Tzidkiyo, so so his foreskin got pulled way longer. And you can imagine if his, if his male... Uh, members that long, it's it was really really embarrassing uh, for the entire party. Shenemar savata klon. That means you me covered. Shtegam ata ve'arel arel. So ve'arel. Now what does it mean ve'arel? Arel begematria sholosh meyas have it. So the numerical value of the word arel is uh, three hundred. V'am Rav Yudam Rav b'shoshi yared also rasha l'ganim. So okay. I, I, I guess you you didn't get the message, but uh, the daf is was switched to seven on Sundays. Okay. Anyway, uh, we're just finishing. Okay. Um, but uh, okay, we'll catch it on the on the on the review. also and when he went down to Ganem, Rashu called Ganem. In Ganem, they were scared of Nuchanetzar. Amru Maybe he came to Ganem just to be the king in Ganem, which is not good news. <clears throat> so, um, so, uh, so they were scared. <clears throat> so, oh, lichlos kemosim, or they also is he is he suffering like you, like us? Meaning maybe he's also in Ganem to be punished in Ganem. Huba shenem gam ato cholis kemano. Elenu nimshalta, so Yatsasabasko Vamra, me main amt, rida veshkava es arelim, which is basically saying, you know, you thought that you'd be, uh, you'd, you'd have a pleasant, now you're going to be suffering here in Gehenim as well. Ech shavas noge shavsa midava. So what does that mean? This is talking about Nebuchadnezzar, Ravyuda Marav, shavsa umazu. Uh, he said, measure and bring. Okay, bring money. Okay, bring a lot below Mida without any measure. And he had an extra measure of leadership that was frightening. What does that mean? So this is a description of what Nebuchadnezzar's kingship was and how frightening it was. He rode on a, a, a lion. 
and he tied the snake around the neck of the lion, okay, as his, basically as his reins, okay. You know, so when he was rewarded with to be a king, he was rewarded with a, such an unnatural power over the even the wild animals, and that was the the way it was for Nebuchadnezzar. But in the end, he did go down Gehenim, and uh, but you see what kind of frightening king he was and a scary man. Anyway, that's the story. We'll stop over here. Then make it take it from the Mishnah, um, and a pleasure learning with you all, and have a. Have a great day. Yeah, private families here. Okay. All right. Okay, bye-bye. Take care. Have a good one.